0: Hi, you're listening to the Build Your Digital Community Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Barthold, the co-founder and co-CEO of The Social Snippet, a social media agency focused on business owners growing their digital communities. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things digital community building so that you can grow your network and ultimately your business. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Build Your Digital Community. I'm your host, I'm Christina, and I'm so excited to be here today with Kelsey Kloss of Kloss Creatives, and the reason I'm so excited about this today is because we're going to chat about something that hasn't been chatted about on the podcast yet, uh, and I'm always so excited to bring you folks new topics and new experts and even people who do similar work to the work we do. Like I'm really passionate about like all different perspectives and, and people learning, so um, Kelsey and her team, they do uh, public relations and social powered by journalism, and I'm so excited to chat about like the impact that that has and um the great work that you do so welcome Kelsey thanks
1: Christine I'm so thrilled to be here you've built such a beautiful company and I really admire everything that you've done so it's just it's exciting to be here chatting with you
0: yay I'm so excited and so Kelsey I would love for you to give our audience a little bit about the scoop about you and how you got into the work that you're doing
1: Absolutely. So, like you mentioned, Christina, Closs Creatives focuses on PR and social media. And what we do is scale companies as thought leaders in their industry. My background is actually in journalism. So, I started off reporting for newspapers, working in newsrooms, um, you know, eventually working as an editor for different magazines uh, in New York City, like Good Housekeeping and Reader's Digest. And even later on in my career, when I shifted to marketing, I really took all of those principles of journalism with me. And what was interesting is I found that in marketing, there's often sort of this disconnect, not only between PR and journalism, but just marketing and what customers and audiences were looking for. Mm. What I found with marketing was when we applied the journalistic principles of telling a great story and educating an audience, that's what moved the needle the most when it came to revenue, when it came to loyalty, when it came to just growing that audience base. So those are now the principles that we really apply to our work at Class Creatives and it's so much fun getting to work with such a variety
0: of clients and being able to tell their stories. Cool. That's awesome. And and actually, we had a, a, a we've had a few storytelling episodes. The one with Alex Street comes to mind, um, and he's a story coach that I love working with. But um, I'm I'm so curious about where do you see the, the connection between people being able to tell their stories and them being able to make sales in their business?
1: Definitely. Well, you know, I think that it starts with identifying what is your expertise. What are you truly truly knowledgeable about? What is your niche? Because when you can educate your audience, that sort of naturally tells your story because you're bringing your unique expertise to the table. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to, let's say, just getting featured in the media um, or even having social media that lands, a lot of times what people are looking for it's valuable information. They're not looking for products or services off the bat. They're looking to learn something new and that's what they share with others. That's what they pass on to their sister or their dad, like, hey, look at this, or a friend, you know, this is something that I learned today. Um, so when you can tell that story about your expertise and what you know about a certain topic and how that all ties into your company and your brand, that's what moves the needle because First of all, it's great for brand awareness. It's shareable. It's savable. Um, it helps you land PR, um, media coverage. And then also once audiences trust you and they look to you as that expert in your industry, they're going to turn to you first when they do have a need that involves purchasing a product or service Mm -hmm. because they're going to think, oh, I already got valuable information from this company. They've taught me something new. I trust them. Now I'm going to spend my money with them. Um, so, across companies, we found when we take that education storytelling first approach, that's what ultimately
0: leads to the most revenue. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think that that's so interesting because something I talk about a lot on this podcast is this idea of like building authority in your community. Like, hey. and when we're on social, when we're posting on social, like even if you're just educating and you're like, why am I like posting about this? It's really the long game of building that authority and building that know, like, and trust so that when somebody does have the thought of like, Hey, I need PR. They've seen Kelsey so many times talking about like why she's exceptional, why her clients love her, like the PR opportunities you've gotten your clients. And it's a no brainer for them to invest with you.
1: A hundred percent. And I've even done that myself, you know, certain social media accounts I follow just for the great information and for the education. And I never really had an intention of of purchasing, at least right away. But then, you know, a few weeks later, a few months later, it's like, oh, hey, they're the first ones that come to mind and I go and I I spend my money with that company. Um, So it is really, really fascinating to see how that works and it just fosters that loyalty too amongst your community.
0: I love that. I'm curious for you, Kelsey, like you were talking a bit about media coverage and I'm curious for you, like if you could explain to to folks who are listening, because I think a lot of people who listen to this, um, podcast are maybe earlier stage than feeling like they need media coverage. Um, or, and I'm curious for you, like, what do you believe is the stage of business that somebody should start seeking media coverage and, um, yeah, maybe how they could start to go about something like that.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I don't think it's ever necessarily too early for media coverage. If you're thinking about how to invest your dollars, um, PR is a long game strategy. So you want to make sure that you have the budget to invest in it monthly. Mm-hmm. And even if that money comes back via brand awareness and ultimately sales a few months down the road, mm-hmm. um, you know, just being able to make that investment. So I would think about that. If you need to tie every single dollar spent to an actionable you know dollar back in the door this month then PR probably isn't the best option for you. You need that flexibility to play the long game and to invest in really creating a halo effect around your company in the long term. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to, to the budget of you know outsourcing, that's something to consider. But you can also do PR on your own. You can also do a little bit of outreach and look out for opportunities to tell the story about your company um, to the media, even without outsourcing. Eventually it's great to do that because then a PR company has those connections and those resources to really elevate your coverage. But just to start, you can do something like sign up for helpareporter.com. And this is a great, great um, resource that a lot of journalists use. I still do some journalism work myself on the side for fun and I use helpareporter.com when I need to find a source for something quickly. And what it is, is journalists will go there and they'll type in a query, you know, I need an expert on this topic, um, for this story. And usually it's kind of a quick turnaround because they're using helperreporter.com because they need that source quickly, but You can sign up for a few different industry categories and you'll receive those emails um, three times a day with queries. So you're getting a lot of journalism queries from great publications, too. You know, you have to sift through it a little bit, but you're getting um, queries from journalists who are writing for Forbes, the Washington Post, the New York Times. It's a really great resource. And what you can do is pitch yourself and say, hey, I saw that you're looking for an expert. Give your credentials very clearly. Show why you're an expert in your space, whether um, it's, it's a title or it's just experience that you have, um, a certain number of books you've sold, if you're an author, um, maybe a, an award that you've received. Show them why you're an expert in your area. Um, you know, Show why you can contribute to their story and then maybe even add two to three bullet points um, of expertise on that topic that they can use as a quote right away. Mm. And sometimes it does take a little while, you know, you might land the coverage right away or it might take a little longer, but it's just a great way to start forging those relationships with journalists. And it helps you also learn the best way to tell the story about your company and how to frame your expertise because you have to learn how to do it in different ways depending on the media need.
0: Mm-hmm wow so much gold there that was awesome kelsey because i th- i think it's something that people can get really overwhelmed by me included i um recently had an opportunity actually through entrepreneurista to submit for uh, entrepreneur magazine and that was awesome like it was a great opportunity and i like put together a video and i did the whole thing and i was like this is so cool like this is so great um yeah. but i don't want it to just stop there right and but i've been like oh like i just have to wait for another opportunity to come up but like it's amazing yeah. how we can co- kind of create some of those opportunities for ourselves
1: it's so true and you know I think a lot of times it does feel very almost nerve-wracking it's like okay what am I gonna say like a lot of potential clients come to us too like are we are we worthy of press coverage you are if you're an expert in any niche you are worthy of press coverage and you're really helping the journalists too because having been on the other side of that newsroom table i can tell you how stressful it is when you need to find a source and you're you know a day away from your deadline and you're looking for someone who has great expertise on a topic Mm -hmm. so as you come forth as that expert on that topic you're helping them immensely. Um, and you're really, you're not only helping the journalists, but helping their audience as well, and that's something really exciting.
0: Cool. Well, I'm curious, because are like, okay, so when some of these people, you know, maybe get a, an opportunity to share some insight with uh, someone in the media, or they get a really cool opportunity like that, even if it's early stage in their business, how do they maximize that opportunity?
1: Yes, that's such a great question. So what I would do is, you know, prepare ahead of the interview. Um, sometimes they'll have you send quotes via email, which is great. You know, you can um, shape them a little bit more that time. But a lot of times they'll want to talk to you in person to get more um, organic quotes that don't feel quite as, you know, stuffy. So even if you're writing them, just make sure it feels conversational and natural and not too much like a book report or um, too too academic. Um, but then if you're speaking to a journalist, either over video chat or on the phone, still prepare ahead of time and come with a few bullet points of short, succinct quotes that really pack a punch, that really get to um, you know the meat of the topic that you're talking about. And journalists love that because they're probably transcribing on their recorder or in real time. And while sometimes it may feel like more is more like you want to give all the information possible on a topic because you want them to know everything and get the whole scoop. It's actually very overwhelming on the journalist side because then they have to not only spend more time transcribing your interview, but really sort through all of that material to get to the bottom line. So what I would do to maximize your interview is come with the bottom line and, and go, go with that first. And then if the journalist has additional questions or you have additional time, then expand on it. So that way they have the short, succinct quote right away that they can use in their story. And then, you know, um, they, they also have additional information if need be. And then I would say, you know, if you have any other questions, I'm here and available for quick turnarounds. If you're ever on a deadline, here's my number, here's my email, feel free to reach out. Um, and if you do those things, you're really a fantastic source for the journalist, and it would benefit them to have you on Speed Dial as an expert for these topics. Um, and a lot of times when journalists find a source that they like, they do keep going back to that same source. I've done it myself because they're just reliable. You know they're gonna have great quotes. It's gonna be a you know, time effective interview and and it's great. So build those relationships by being a, a good source.
0: I, I love that answer because I think that's one of the things we talk about a lot on this podcast is this idea of like building that community, building those relationships. And it's right. amazing how when you actually like invest in folks and you're like, Even, even like my opportunity with entrepreneur, like the person that coordinated it, she's like, Oh, like, let me know if you ever want to do something like this again. And I'm like, yeah, for sure. Right. But like like, when we, when we make it easy for people to work with us and we like come prepared and we like are able to show that authority and that expertise, it, it can be really helpful.
1: A hundred percent. Yes. And you know, just like anyone else too, it sounds so simple, but journalists are humans and they love like having those relationships too. So even connecting with them on LinkedIn after you have that conversation and when they post their stories, liking it and commenting it and sharing it, it builds those relationships and it, it it's, it's a valuable relationship to have whether you get quoted again or not, but it's likely that you will be.
0: Mm -hmm. And would you recommend... So so say that once you've provided this information, your article's live or whatever that looks like, your media piece is live. What would you recommend people do, like business owners do, to maximize the opportunity that they have that it's now that it's out?
1: Definitely. So I think that you want to you want to really think strategically about where your PR will drive to because it's about brand awareness, right? But then you want to move those, that audience down the marketing funnel and ultimately to conversion. So what I would think about is. Even before you have the interview and you introduce yourself as a source, um, or you're having the conversation with the journalist, make sure you tell them where you want your title to link to and think about where that links to on your website. Is it linking to an about page that then has a button to book a consultation with you? Um, does it link to a book that you've written that you want to, um, drive sales for, you know, as a source, you do have some flexibility to request those things. So think about what the ultimate goal of your PR is, and then position that in the title and how you're introduced as an expert. And you can even think, too, about, um, you know, if you are if you want to get more into speaking, for instance, and you want to get booked as a speaker, then include that in your title. You know, you're not just a CEO of a company. You're also a speaker um, or an author or whatever it might be. And then make sure that the link you give to the journalist reflects that um, mm. and gives that new audience that's coming as a result of that brand awareness, a place to go to as a next step.
0: Love that. Yeah. Cause it, I think it's hard in these situations sometimes. And I, I've experienced this too, where I've spoken somewhere or I've done something and then I'm kind of like, how will these people connect with me? Like, how it's am I going to like, now. yeah, like how will I, and often what ends up happening is I'll leave some cards and people will pick one up or I'll like really try to, you know, gear people towards damning me on Instagram or following me on Instagram. And that's great, but like it takes a while to get them in the email funnel or whatever that looks like. So I think right. that's, that's awesome. And I think that's also a great way too. like, if you're an expert on, on something and you're talking about it all the time, like how do you create content and quality content that people can can use or download that makes them want to give their email address up. So I'm thinking like if you're providing a lot of value on social media, like maybe you and I would, it would be like, okay, how do we have PDFs ready that when someone comes to our website, we have something that they can download or a quick ebook they can buy or something that continues that relationship.
1: Exactly, it's so true, I love that. Those are those are all great ideas and it's even just having those extra resources available. And I think there's also something to be said too about just having that credibility on your website. Like if you um, you know, on the flip side of this, even if it doesn't come directly from an article, if you have a quick quote in the HuffPost or the New York Times, or you contribute as an expert. That's really valuable because then on your website, you can say, trust it by the HuffPost, trust it by the New York Times, and you can use that to boost your credibility as a trusted expert. Um, and, and that's fantastic for people who are coming to your website from other marketing channels, like social media as well.
0: Yeah, I can't say enough good stuff about that kind of way too when we talk about authority building, right? It's like being quoted or do, doing speaking in, in in something. Like even I was at an event in Arizona recently they were talking about this concept of like big brand energy. And this woman was saying that she like goes to events um, and she's super cool, but she goes to events and she brings her own videographer to events. Even if there is a videographer, she brings her own videographer. And this videographer will like, film her speaking. We'll cut reels up that day. Um, and because she's like, that's when people are most engaged with me. So people are gonna be most excited to connect with me if I'm posting that day. So I'm going to cut this shit up and I'm going to go hard. And so, and then people, people do, and they respond to that. And then that adds right kind of into her funnel. Right? So it's, I think trying to figure out ways that you can maximize some of these things to help build that big brand. Because like I have friends who have been like New York times bestsellers. You would never know it from their social media.
1: Right, exactly, and having that cohesiveness between your PR strategy and your social strategy is so important too. Mm. You know, one thing that we do um, for one of our clients who has a monthly baking demo segment on a, on a TV show in the Pacific Northwest is we'll slice up those baking demos to create all these tips for reels, and her audience just loves those reels because it shows her and it positions her as an expert on TV, which is great on social too because you're showing that audience that hey, this is also something that I do. Um, And it's a great way for journalists and producers to discover you as well. But it's also serviceable content that you can repurpose for social.
0: Yeah, I love that. And even I think too, like it's funny and I, I don't know if this is always like the right thing, but sometimes there's things that you can do online that make you look like more of an authority than you are. Right. And I think some of these things are these things too, right? Where you, you contribute. And like, I've known of people who will take a picture on a stage and they'll post a picture of a stage and you're like, oh, they're a speaker. And it's like, (laughs) they're not a speaker. They were just on a stage. But we like, we we create these narratives about people Mm -hmm. based on their social, based on their websites that Mm -hmm. give us like a perception of the value that they provide in their business, whether that's right or wrong.
1: Right. And I think that if you can do that in a genuine, authentic way, it's so great. And a lot of people tend to downplay their successes rather than to celebrate them enough. So while there may be, you know, cases of, of kind of that inauthenticity, I think that, you know, our listeners here listening, you're genuine and you're authentic and you have these great, um, opportunities and points of expertise to really show what you're great at. So don't be afraid to flaunt a little bit, well, you know, what you've done, because I, what I see is people tend to downplay it more so than
0: anything. Mm-hmm. I know it's, it's incredible. Like, so even so many of my clients, like they have like these amazing stories or like they've yeah. built these like really incredible businesses. And I'll be like, sorry, you built a seven figure business in, in 12 months. And they'd be like, yeah, but you know, this is what's hard and this is what's hard. But it's like, no, like mm-hmm. celebrating some of those like really great milestones and wh- whether they're industry specific or not can be so impactful definitely it's it's so true and so important too yeah how would you say like I'm just thinking about on the social media side like how do you think that that might differ from PR in the sense of being able to show authority in in that space
1: um you know I think that I think there's a lot of similarities because in both cases you're sharing your expertise on social media social media can almost be your own experimental quote-unquote pr in a way where you show up as that expert and you um film reels as though you're giving a QA or giving an interview yeah. i think there's a lot of parallels between the two actually and even when you think about um you know some m- more modern approaches to pr you know there's a traditional pr where you show up as um, a guest let's say on a broadcast station and you show up on set and you do um, a segment with them but a lot of times now there's also quote-unquote PR opportunities with um, let's say a YouTube channel or an influencer who actually films their own segments and it's not paid it's not like a paid influencer partnership but you show up as a guest on um, their channel so a lot of overlap there. Yeah
0: I see that even with podcasting like in in a big way it's like Like a huge piece of authority building I've been able to do but also Mm -hmm. see in, in clients is like them building their own podcasting platforms and inviting authority, like other guests of authority, and then borrowing their audiences, which is really impactful for them
1: definitely a hundred percent starting your own podcast. Um, you know, there's, there's just so many ways to, to get out there. And the more you do that too, what's great is the more you'll show up on that Google search engine results page. And then that also builds authority, whether it's a quick mention here or your podcast there, it just shows how much you're making an impact with your expertise. And that's great for brand building too.
0: Mm-hmm. So if someone was like a brand new business owner, like they're just kind of getting started maybe, maybe under the six figure mark, they're still, still kind of, kind of rolling in. What would you recommend that they invest their time in? Like, would it be like, would you say like, go all in on social? Would you tell them to like, try to do some PR? What would be the stuff that you would tell them to invest their efforts in?
1: Yeah. You know, it's a great question. And I think that, um, you know, when you're first launching a company, um, Brand awareness is so Mm. important, but you're also, you know, you're working with a smaller budget probably, right? So it's kind of this, you know, you have to, you have to watch your budget, but I think that if you can invest in social media and a very targeted PR strategy, even Mm. if you do that strategy yourself, um, that can be a great way to get the word out about your company kind of top of funnel. What I find is a lot of, um, companies when they first launch, they try and kind of, jump straight to the bottom of the funnel where it's like buy this, buy my product, buy my service, um, which makes sense because you need that revenue and I completely yeah. understand that. Um but if you can invest some time and money in building a community, um it's not gonna happen overnight, it's not gonna be viral. It's gonna be a really strong organic following that comes to you because you are an expert and because you can educate about your service or your product, then I think that's fantastic. And I I don't think that every company needs to be on every social channel. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times I I think that people feel its pressure, like, oh, I have to be on TikTok um, or I have to be tweeting, but if that's not right for you, um, that's perfectly fine. Even our company, we focus exclusively on Instagram and LinkedIn because we find Mm -hmm. those are the best platforms for education and thought leadership, just in our own experience. Um but you know, if you, maybe, maybe your brand is only meant for TikTok, and you know, so just because you do social doesn't mean you have to do every social channel at once. Um, just because you do PR doesn't mean you have to, you know, do every possible PR outreach there is. Maybe you just start by reaching out to some podcasts to share your story. Um, it's step-by-step and every step builds a foundation for the next uh, phase of your business.
0: I love that, and because I think it's really easy when you're in the early stages to hear about other people's success and be like, "Oh my gosh, like that person made it big on TikTok, and now I need to go find clients there." And then I need to be on Instagram, and then I need to be on LinkedIn, and then maybe I should pay someone for some like media. Like, and what I always tell people is like to find the spaces where they like being and like showing yes. up there really consistently. So I'm similar in the sense that I like LinkedIn and Instagram; that feels most natural to me. I cross-post to Facebook like for fun our agency uses Pinterest, like, uh, for, like, lead, not even lead gen, but it's, like, uh, for uh, our lead magnets, but um, TikTok's just, like, hasn't been our jam. Right, exactly,
1: and that's perfectly okay, and yeah, you know, I I completely agree with just leaning into what you like and what you enjoy doing. Um, I think that New business owners are just bombarded by so many offerings and it's yeah. it's confusing because you have all these vendors coming to you being like, you need this, you need this for lead generation, like your website needs to be improved. You need, um, you know, it's, you, they're just targeted so much, um, by, by outside marketing but, you know, even if you enjoy writing, for instance, writing a blog on your website once a week and having that as content, mm-hmm. um, I, I 100% agree to start with what you enjoy because that's what's going to be the best value anyway. If you enjoy doing that, that's going to shine through and your audience will be able to tell.
0: And I think people will also be able to not only tell, but they'll be able to, like, see your energy towards something for most of these platforms and see that you enjoy doing it. Like, so I think mm-hmm. about LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, like these ones, like there's a level of people are like, oh, that's like, you know, you show up and you're in your stories and people can see it and they can see your posts and you have enthusiasm. Yeah. But I would say nobody wants to see like somebody on TikTok dancing if they don't want to dance. Like yes. if you don't want to be doing it, don't do it because it's your business, don't your life, it. you're building it.
1: Definitely, and it, if it doesn't fit your brand, then you don't have to do it either. You know, even and that goes for trends too. Even on Instagram, there's the Instagram real trends or trends that you see on TikTok. Yep, you don't have to jump on every one just because you see a similar company jumping on it. You know, stick to what feels authentic and right to you. Yeah,
0: I love that. Well, Kelsey, I just want to say thank you so much for for joining me today. I have loved this conversation, and I even like have mm-hmm. some things that like I'm thinking of that I want to get started on because I've always been mm-hmm. kind of reluctant to do any PR stuff. But I know that it's the season, so it's awesome. And so, Kelsey, I'd love for you to tell folks like where they can um, connect with you and um, what they can connect with you for.
1: Definitely. So you can find us at classcreatives.com. Uh, that's class K L O S S creatives. And we're also on LinkedIn where we share a lot of educational content, of course, um, about, you know, PR, generating PR for your uh, business, uh, you know, social media tips. Uh, So you can find our class creatives page there and also connect with me on LinkedIn at Kelsey Kloss
0: awesome. I will link all of those things in the show notes and folks run over and connect with Kelsey. Let us know what you're going to try. And if you find a media opportunity, tag us in it once you're in it. Like I want to see like what you get up to. I'm always so excited to see what people learn from this podcast and what they're able to really action. Thank you again, Kelsey, for your time. And I'm so excited to see the community that you folks continue to build until next time. Thanks so much for listening to the build your digital community podcast. If you loved the episode, please don't forget to rate us and leave us a review. Now, we'd love for you to be a part of our digital community. Text JOIN to 855-908-4688 to join our text list for exclusive social media tips or DM us on Instagram at the social snippet, letting us know what you loved about the episode. Keep on building community and to this and so, so much more.